Welcome, everybody, to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Two, and I am here with Frederick Russell of the True North Group. Listen, we're about to introduce him. We're about to bring it on real thick. Relationships, male to male relationships. Here we go. The Anchored Voice. Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu. Welcome to the program. All right, we are so glad that you are here today. And uh, wow, I am really excited to have one of my mentors, uh, leaders of many organizations and um, even a prophet, I may say, in some regard. Uh, Listen, when he speaks, you want to listen. Uh, You want to listen to all the advice that he has. So Everybody, uh, please welcome Frederick Russell, True North Group. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Phil. It's an honor to be here, uh, by the way. We're glad that you're here. Uh, I know I have a little echo. I just wanted to make sure we correct that. So, um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. We're um, here our, our topic of today, our topic of today is based on male-to-male relationships and uh, what is the benefit of having a male-to-male relationship and, and, and that's it, you know, it's just about um, how do we cope with what we're doing. Of course, this is a podcast helping men to anchor life. So how do you anchor life? You need to have a, a strong system great people around you. Uh, Dr. Russell, you want to just uh, expand on that? Uh, yeah, well, what, what a great uh, segue. Uh, and I would just tee it up by, by saying that the reality is in this culture that most men are lonely. Uh, most men cannot name one, certainly not two men, uh, that they have a close friendship with. Men typically have acquaintances. Uh, we talk about our jobs, we talk about sports, we get together with the boards, we laugh and everything, but uh, to have the depth of friendship uh, of where I am doing life uh, with another man, uh, for most men that does not exist, uh, and it has not existed for quite some time. Once a man comes out of uh, college, high school, uh, college, where the friendship's a lot more natural, uh, men typically go their own way uh, because we are... We are predisposed uh, in this culture to try to do it on our own, to make our own way, to navigate by ourselves. Uh, But the absence of a friendship, uh, heterosexual uh, friendship with another man uh, becomes problematic uh, when you discover again, as I said, that most men, frankly, are lonely when it comes to life. Now, you know, when we talk about lonely, you know, I guess as a man, it's hard to admit where we're vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, what challenges we're having. It's a little hard to admit, hey, you know what? I'm lonely. 
you know, it, it's something that we just don't voice. We just don't say. How, how do we make it through that? I mean, you know, it, we've just been told what is banned up and what is not, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, you know, to say that we're vulnerable to something because we don't have much friends. Um, some people may look at it like, man, he doesn't have much friends. They might even look at it as a good thing. How, yeah. how do we value that? Um, a value in the sense of a man being able to be vulnerable is what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, again, it's a, it's a high mountain uh, to, to navigate because uh, in the DNA of a man, again, in this culture, you don't admit weakness. Uh, you don't admit... You don't acknowledge vulnerability, and and sometimes that rolls over uh, into our marriages uh, as as well, which is another whole separate issue uh, that uh, we can uh, that uh, needs to be explored. Uh, but again, the, ch the the challenge is how do you let down your guard? How do you roll the window down and to say that uh, life may not be working? Uh, I'm not sure how to deal with this. I'm not sure how to walk this out. Um, the, the one must acknowledge a level of, 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 of weakness and that's the, that's antithetical, uh, to everything that we have in this culture right now. It's antithetical is again, the best word to use here. Yeah. And, um, you know, to, to be able to cope with life, you need a support system. Now, one of the things I quoted the other day was it's not the trials and tribulations that we encounter, but the people that we are with along that journey. Meaning that, you know, we're going to face challenges no matter what. Mm. We're going to hit a wall no matter what. But if we have people around us that can push us, that can tell us it's going to be okay. If we have people around us that's going to tell us, hey, listen, get back up. Let's, let's get this going. Let's find success. I believe that is going to be the power of that relationship. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 exactly. It, it, it is. Um, but also, a mentor can do that. Um, a um, a um, a person that we respect can do that. Um, but to take it deeper on where you're heading is that what is suggested when a man reaches that point and where he's open to a friend encouraging him along the way, listen to this term, coming alongside of him, says that there is a level of accountability that's there as well. Uh, that I, I, um, I, I'm opening up my life to you mutually because it's not a father confessor. It has to be mutual. It says, I'm taking the journey with you because yeah. whenever we try to, uh, to navigate life by ourselves, uh, we get in trouble. Uh, um, the, the, the old axiom or the lyrics from, uh, a song years ago, no man is an island. No man stands alone. Um, uh, when you try to navigate it by yourself, um, uh, one or two things happen. You become egotistical. You become a prima donna. Uh, no one can tell you anything. And the other, the downside, uh, that's the downside, by the way. But the other side to that as well, a further downside is that, I mean, you can easily crash and burn. Because you have no one alone that is walking the journey with you. Right. And you get up with some a level of issues, and I don't want to use this as a buzzword, but it's true, level of dysfunctions that you can easily roll over into because life was not meant to be lived alone. Now, yeah. the challenge in our culture, if I can I take this further, is that um, male-to-male relationships that are close 
people too easily try to taint them by suggesting uh, that uh, that it rolls over into uh, a, 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 a gay-like relationship. So men, because of the uh, the taboos in certain parts of the culture, and I'm not speaking about the uh, about the rightness and wrongness of the moral decisions of of, of a gay lifestyle or not, uh, that's another issue. Uh, I'm just surprised to say on this one right here is that men recoil because you you don't want to act like there's something deeper uh, that's going on that that is not. So we have that junk uh, playing in the uh, in the soundtrack in our head uh, uh, that I can't be that close to this brother uh, right here. And so and so we got a lot of stuff coming at us, and we got a lot of uh, um, of cultural stuff that's out there that just makes us crazy at times of not benefiting uh, from the, the intimacy. And intimacy, when I use this word for man to man, I'm talking about intimacy. I'm not having the intimacy with another man that says, let's walk this life together. Let's journey along together because we need each other. We need our wives. Uh, we do. We need our children. We do. But there is something about that male uh, experience uh, that goes deeper. Uh, in fact, I was reading something uh, the other day is that a a, a small study uh, coming from uh, this report called Men and Masculinities uh, film that a small new study suggests that men are more satisfied by romances than even their romantic relationships. Now, I'm not sure about all of that, but, but it makes the point that when that romance and that level of relationship is there, it fills a gap um, uh, for men in their lives. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter. Most men, even if we don't admit it, we know we need that brother next to us, that brother that we can call. Yeah. Because also it's part of connection. It's part of, you know, even if you're not saying much, somebody is there. It's like the ministry of presence. You're not talking so much, but you're there. Even to um, the point of sports, you know, most men will connect on sports. So even if you don't know what to say, all you can be like, hey, what about the Knicks? And then the conversation goes from there. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, what about those Ravens? But that's a political statement, uh, right? <laughs> I thought I thought I needed to get that in there uh, somehow. Because um, you dropped the Knicks, I want to drop the Ravens. Different sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's it part of you the, the Ravens colors too. I, I am. It's part of the the natural superficiality of our relationships, and we replace it with 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 things that suggest closeness. But it's only it only stays at the level of acquaintance. But it can masquerade as something deeper. But when it comes to living the depth of life, you discover that that level of relationship is not going to work for you because you have no one at the end of the day to talk to about it. That's right. And again, it's about you. We are built to have relationships. We're yeah. built, and, and whether a man wants to be like, yo, man, I don't have no intimate. No, it, everything's intimate because the moment you connect with somebody, even on a, a music level to a, a sports level, it becomes an intimate situation. It becomes, all right, bro, love you. And, you know, we, we have different communication forms and how we say 
love you. You know, and it's hard for some men to say, I love you, bro. (laughs) Or I love you straight up without putting the bro after it. We might be like, much love, bro. (laughs) <laughs> love you bro you know it, you, because you're, you're trying to make sure that that connection sounds at least yeah. what it's supposed to be but yeah. at, at the end of the day it's much needed in, in fact you're right the wives need the husband to go have um a bro relationship with somebody that they can just go connect with go um go hang out with you know and some people you know they find like hey man you know you, you see two men going out to eat, going out to dinner, and, you know, then you have your uh, frame of mind with it. But no, a brother needs to just be able to go talk right. over food and vent and eat at the same time. Yeah. It's much needed. And I believe it makes a healthier family. It makes a healthier man. Yeah, it, it does. Um, because a good relationships with another man, uh, they're found is that it keeps us not only happier, but it keeps us healthier. Um, and so there is some, some, let me use this word, a medicinal effect uh, to having a good male friend. You're happier, you're healthy, healthier when you have that level of relationship. You know, funny, even uh, the point of getting a haircut. I moved to Rhode Island uh, from New York and I was looking for a, a barber and finally found one. I said, okay, this dude is cool. But then he all of a sudden decided he don't want to be a barber anymore. I'm like, oh man, I got to now go look for a new one. And that's like building a relationship because I I found the new one and uh, I told him, uh, you know, young white male (laughs) cutting hair. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I'm going to test you out. You know, let's, let's see how this first date goes. And then, and then we see where we, our relationship goes from there. Well, he cut my hair very well. Um, and, uh, we became friends from there. And, and so we, no matter what, you're trying to get a haircut because that becomes a relationship. That's not just a person just cutting your hair. It becomes now a relationship, becomes a bonding situation, becomes a conversation. Yo, what's up with you? Are you good today? You know, I moved to another state. Now I had to find a new one and, you know, it's been good because I've, been able to find people I connect with. It's not just about getting the service. It's also about who can I build a relationship with? Who can I connect with even on that level? Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, the barbershop has always been the place for black males uh, to find the deepest romances uh, uh, there. Not that I would know because of obvious reasons I haven't been to a barber in years. (laughs) (laughs) I cut my own hat. What's left? Uh, You you have your own relationship. There is something about building community, uh, a sense of community in that barber's and that barber's chair and that and that and that barber's shop. It's there, and 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 when I don't have that again, some place to go where I can release, I can talk, I can break down. Uh, life, I want to use this term again, becomes a very lonely place, uh, and that is, that is so. Um, uh, I saw a, a study in the American. A sociological review that said this: that 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 white heterosexual men have the fewest friends of anyone in America. Wow! And I would suggest, and I would advance the notion, uh, is that black men are not that far behind. Uh, can be most loneliest people uh, in the country, and 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 certainly around around the world. Uh, that is that that is the case. Uh, again, I have asked 
uh, men over the years just came out and asked the question, how many friends you have? Well, I got that. No, no, I said, no, no, no. How many friends do you have? Yes, Someone you can be honest and open and transparent with is that most men say, you know, uh, you know, you know, I really don't have anybody uh, to, to go to that level. And if you need it, I need it, but I don't have it. And so uh, the part of this this morning uh, is to say, let's go do it. If I could uh, open up with the one of the most uh, um, solid male-to-male friendships, showing the power of male-to-male relationships is found in, in the Bible, uh, in the Word of God. And it is, it is introduced uh, over in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18. And if I can just read a couple of verses uh, to sort of of set this up. Uh, One second here. Absolutely. We are here on the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. We are here with Frederick Russell of True North Group. We're going to talk about uh, some principles from the Bible regarding male-to-male relationships. Well, you know, the background to this thing of... uh, of this relationship between David and Jonathan uh, was that David had come out as a young guy, had uh, uh, his career took off immediately uh, because he ended up killing the giant uh, that was menacing and and threatening uh, Israel. And of course, uh, David was asked to come to live at the palace, uh, to live at court uh, with Saul, who was the king. But Saul had a son named Jonathan. uh, And um, uh, Saul was threatened uh, by David but Jonathan was immediately attracted uh, to David uh, in friendship. I'd like to read these two verses here. Yeah. Uh, after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. Uh, from that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him and he loved him in himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Look at the level of that relationship. Immediately, there's a kindred spirit. Yes. That goes on. And there are some men that, that you, you have an immediate kindred spirit with. Uh, there are some brothers you say, now, hey, how you doing, man? Give him a fist bump. We talk about the Ravens uh, and move on. But there are some men that you... You have this bond that you connect with. There's a kindredness in the spirit, if I can put. And and Saul and Jonathan recognized that uh, from the beginning. And then they, uh, that was not just coming from Jonathan. There was a reciprocity from the other side with David. Uh, because they were both young guys trying to find their way in the world, living in this high-powered environment, and they were drawn towards each other. And, and they made a pact with each other. And the Bible says that Jonathan and David love each other. Now, there have been some folk over the years who have crazy minds and and diabolical minds who have tried to suggest something that is sexual in this relationship. It wasn't. but Because the reason they suggested, they're a friend of the language. So when a man says, as you indicated earlier, uh, when he said they profess their love for each other, he doesn't say, I love you, bro. He says, I love you, man. I love you, uh, uh, Jonathan. I love you, David. There was something of depth that began to evolve. They began to share life together. Uh, he went to the part of, Jonathan went to the place of, he shared his robe, he shared his tunic, he shared his sword. You know, um, in other words, uh, 
hey man, nothing off limits. You know, we, we're doing life together. I'm totally open to you. We're going to share one with, a, uh, with another. Where you go, I go. Where you say, I stay. I'm going to be with you, man. I like that level of commitment. Because in this culture, people are not, they are transactional in their relationships. I, I will have a relationship with you to get what I need from you. But, but, but you know, it's, it, it's not all of that. They're situational with their, with their relationships. Uh, is that we here right now, um, uh, so we're, we're friends. But I'm not going to further this past this situation. In this relationship, they were saying, this is neither transactional. I don't need nothing from you, David. I don't need nothing from you, Jonathan. It's not situational. It's not just because I'm here. Because as you go further in this relationship, wherever they are, this thing is loyal. Uh, this relationship is, is, is undergirded by a deep level of loyalty. And what a life to have when you've got that level of relationship, someone you are, you connect with, uh, there's a kindredness in the spirit. You share with each other. You're open to each other. You're loyal. Uh, I can trust you. I can trust you that through thick and through thin, a uh, colloquial speaking, you're going to be there. You're not sometimey. You're not transactional. You're not situational. Every man needs that level of relationship. Because again, in absence of it, it's jacking us up. We're trying to walk through this life totally alone. And we feel it in our spirit, especially at times we have great needs or crisis, or trouble. We have no one to talk to. You know, uh, it's interesting. Maybe some men have had a challenge with building relationships because of trust. Maybe earlier in their life, trust was taken from them. Or at least, you know, something happened where their trust was uh, taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, then they went into a cocoon and stayed by themselves. And in having a relationship, it builds around trust. And you're right. It has to go beyond what am I getting from you? It just has to be, listen, you're just my boy. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing more. I'm going to get from giving. You know, uh, this relationship is going to grow just because. And, I, and I've been fortunate to just have relationships with uh, brothers with just we meet, we connect. That's it. And even if we don't speak for weeks, even if we don't speak for months, we pick up where we left off and we're still brothers. Yeah. And, and so it's not about the consistency of speaking. Right. It is just the, the nature of it, the uh, power of it. I have a cousin, haven't seen him in years. When we talk, we pick up like, you know, because even in, in, in a family relationship, you got you have friendships. So you, you could be cousins with somebody, but you could have plenty of cousins. But that one cousin you bond with just yeah. because, you know, well, and absolutely. it happens like that. Here's another scenario that happens with, with men. Now, I don't know what happens with Hispanic men or uh, white men, but I know with black men, if we are out of town and we're in a predominantly, we're like the minority in that town, and I see another brother... I don't have to say a word. I just give that head nod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's good because <laughs> there is something else that bonds us 
beyond the religion, beyond our color, beyond that. You see another brother on the street. You know, I've been, I've lived in plenty of towns where a lot, not a lot of blacks live. And, uh, but you see that brother in the town, oh, you're going to show some love. You see him, hey, what up? Because <laughs> it, it is our need to have a connection. So that even if I don't have my boy around me, I see somebody else in, in the same spirit. Hey, I mean, brothers, y'all can admit, if you are on the corner and another brother is on the corner, you haven't spoken, you don't know his name, but a fine woman walks by, right? And she walks by. Soon, y'all become best friends because both of you looked and then you looked at each other, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then you looked at each other and then you were like, yeah, all right. You know, and, and, and th all of those things bond people who don't even know each other. Yeah, and, 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 that, and those are dynamics that, that clearly do. The thing is, if I only leave it at that, uh, yes. it becomes, becomes a challenge. Uh, and so many men do that uh, first level of bonding but never pursue the second, the third, and the fourth. I'd like to circle back to something you said uh, so poignant and uh, so powerful. A minute ago, you talked about the trust. And again, trust is something that does not happen overnight. Uh, I must first show myself to be trustworthy before I'm trusted. And that means that, that, the, that, that the relationship has to go through some times uh, together. It takes a moment, uh, it takes a minute uh, or two to get there to this level of friendship. It's a, it, it, sometimes it takes months, uh, years. Uh, what happened with, with David and, uh, and Jonathan is, is like a, almost like an outlier. It is, it is aberrational. Uh, they, they, they went in close together, uh, immediately. Well, most men, it didn't happen that way. But I've got to have, uh, men acquaintances in order to get to men friendships. And it is a double barrel deficiency. If I don't have a men, a male depth of friendship, but I also don't have acquaintances either. And there are men who don't have either. Yeah. Yeah. That, that becomes problematic. And we are all in need of that. We're in need of uh, a connection, a trust, a bond. So men, if you really don't have that and you have made either your son, your child, or your wife, that friend, try to find somebody you can connect with. I'm sure uh, at some point, you know, there's somebody that comes along that creates that bond, even, with, even within a family structure. But uh, it's important to have that. Um, now, I, I'm used to calling you Pastor Russell. Freddie. Freddie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Russell, uh, I want to talk about what you're doing. We're going to get back to the subject in just a minute. I want to talk about what you do. Um, True North Group. True Tell North. us a little bit about. Yeah, True North Leadership Group. True North Leadership Group. Okay. All right. So talk to me a little bit about what you do with uh, True North Leadership Group. Um, True North Leadership Group is a corporate training company. And uh, we do five things. Uh, we, do, uh, we do leadership development. We design it. Uh, we facilitate it. We teach it. Uh, we build uh, cohesive, high-performance teams. 
We do strategy facilitation, uh, executive leadership coaching, uh, as well as internal corporate conflict uh, communication. It is a uh, we do it in a number of different settings. We do it in corporate, uh, healthcare, governmental, church, and with NGOs. Uh, and so all of those platforms or their leaders uh, is where we focus our, 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 our attention. And uh, the Lord has blessed with a incredible team of faculty um, that are, they have that A-game and they bring it to the company uh, as we use it uh, uh, in terms of the contracts uh, that we service in these areas. That's powerful. Now, how can people get in contact with you to um, to hire you, to contract you for uh, any of their corporate leadership? Sure. Uh, uh, two ways. Our website is uh, thenorthgroup.org, thenorthgroup.org, or you can email me at russell at thenorthgroup.org. Russell, that's two L's, russell at thenorthgroup.org. Uh, a couple of ways that I can be reached out uh, uh, to. That's powerful. Um, now, I just want to brand that and make sure everybody knows. You can write him at russell at thenorthgroup.org or you can go to the website thenorthgroup.org and you can um, uh, invite him to speak to your men. You can invite him to speak to your uh, your business. Uh, and so we want to make sure we, we put that out there into the atmosphere. Now, at, at some point, you have served also as a leader of church, uh, of an, a large organization. Um, here's the other part I found, and I don't know what pastors might be watching today, but it is very important that a pastor has a trusting relationship with another pastor. Yes. Uh, it is it is very important because being a pastor is a lonely world. It's already a lonely world. It, it really is. In fact, um, I'm so glad you pivoted in that direction. Pastors are more lonelier than the men in the general uh, society uh, because it's double, because we sit uh, in a setting of where uh, it's not always easy to have the depth of friendships with your own members. Uh, there is that um, natural, appropriate distance, uh, but also uh, you, you can always share uh, where you are privately because you're a public person. And you cannot always open up because folk can misinterpret or use that for you or against you. Uh, and so uh, pastoral friendships are, are really uh, critical that you have that. Uh, someone uh, to uh, be a circuit breaker uh, with you because it's a stressful uh, and uh, high intense um, um, uh, profession uh, to be a, uh, to be a part of, and um, a lot of those friendship uh, comes out of school uh, that you maintain them uh, through the years. Uh, so, um, so if a pastor, uh, male pastor, is not uh, in a relationship with another uh, a male or another pastor, uh, that is important for them uh, that they they, get, they they do that. I wrote an article some years ago about uh, uh, about. Um, discouragements uh, in ministry. And you can have a lot of those because remember we can't, we don't, we don't have a nine to five job where we can, we can have widgets and we fix people between nine and five. Uh, life goes on. And sometimes you measure your performance by the feedback you get from people. And, um, and that can be, that can be good. And, but mostly it's bad because when they're up, you up, when they're down, you're down. 
Uh, and you can go to the fore on some of the comments from people. Sometimes you need another pastor to provide perspective. Or someone to say, I'm in the trenches also. <clears throat> there is something beneficial by talking to someone. I'm having the same difficulty. I'm going through the same thing. It, which means that what you are dealing with is not uncommon. It is it is normal, which means you can have, even without it being resolved, you can feel normal, but this is not unique. Those before me and after me will go through the exact same thing. So those level of relationships are, are really critical. Uh, the pastors who are males uh, and, and females, may I say, uh, with females to females, uh, that they have those of uh, those relationships. Now, I would advance that uh, that that you have some men who say, "Well, you know, I, I got deep relationships with, uh, 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 with 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 other females." That that can be a challenge, though. It's only so far you can go with that, uh, because of the concern with transference, uh, with the concern, you know, of of going too far, especially if you're a married man, uh, because that becomes threatening uh, to the relationship as well. Uh, that you have this deep friendship with another uh, a female. And so it is most healthy when it, it is a relationship with a male-to-male uh, friendship as opposed to uh, going too deep uh, with a female. That keeps you safe. And with your wife, that keeps you alive as well. That's right. And uh, that's why it's important. It's, again, building trust. It's being able to know who's in the trenches with you. It's not about... Oh man, I've been hit with this challenge. You're going to be hit with a challenge. But if you have somebody that goes through that challenge with you, they yeah. can give you the best perspective of going through that. Maybe they've been through the challenge already and they can help guide you through. And that's why this is the anchored voice. The anchored voice is about keeping you anchored through challenging times, keeping you steady. But that's what a male relationship brings. In the future uh, podcast I have, I'm going to be talking about the resilient man, the resilient man, the man that doesn't give up, the man that knows how to have grit. And thank you for that book, by the way. Um, you uh, taught out of the book Grit uh, by Angela Duckworth. Yeah. And I recommend that book to any man to read how to have grit. And um, but however. In order for you to have grit, in order for you to get through and have resilience through all situations, you need to have somebody else who can give you that confidence, that can help you with that confidence, that can help push you. That's why when you're in, in the weight room, man, and, and you need a spotter and, you know, you're pushing those weights, but you need somebody in your ear like, come on, come on, come on, get that, get that. That's why you have coaches on the side. Uh, you know, when you're playing basketball, like you'll run this, run that, because that's that encouraging word. I, I can remember going to even church basketball games, right? And there's the coach on one side, and then there's the friend coach on the other side in the crowd. Now, that mentor, he's the mentor to one of the kids on the team, so he's screaming at him what to do. The other coach is screaming what to do, but really they're all in one accord because that male bonding, that male uh, encouragement, you need that encouragement. You need that voice in your head. Come on, push that. Come on, let them get you down. Come on, don't, don't let them push you around. Come on, stand tough. You need that voice. You need that anchored voice in your life. And, and when you have that relationship, 
trust me, you will go far no matter how many challenging times uh, come your way. And, and when you're married, your wife gets the benefit of that. Yes. Because when men are, when men are, are friendless, women bear the burden. Because the woman becomes the partner's one stop for emotional support. And I don't think that we were built to get our emotional support only from our wives. There is something about that male romance or relationship that gives support yes. as we navigate uh, a life uh, together here. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. This has been informative. Uh, I hope Everyone that is listening will benefit from this. Again, you can check out uh, Freddie Russell right here at the True North Leadership Group. Uh, you can contact him through the northgroup.org. You can contact him at Russell at the North Group. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love for you to uh, subscribe to our channel, McGuire ENTV, McGuire ENTV, or if you're listening on uh, Facebook, Check us out, McGuire Entertainment Group. So find us everywhere. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Periscope. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. You can check us out, even our website, uh, www.mcguireent.org. Uh, McGuireENT.com. I'm sorry. I'm, I have your .org in my head. Uh, McGuireENT.com. You can check us out. You can check out our, our clothes. We have clothes. Uh, this this shirt says God is crazy about you. You can check this out on the website. Uh, it's called McGuire Wear Fashion Your Faith. So um, we have shirts called I Can't Breathe um, and and another one I Will Not Fear. So we have so, several you can check out on our, our page. Please um, subscribe and uh Come back for more. We have more coming up this week even. We have more of the Anchored Voice coming up. Thank you, Fred Russell. Thank you so much. Um, you've been a great inspiration to me, always. You have always been the uh, original Anchored Voice because I know when I speak to you, I get that calming voice. I get that encouraging voice. And no matter what storm is going on around, uh, I can definitely look to you to help stay steady throughout the storm. So I appreciate you and love you. And um, I, I pray nothing but the best in your future. I receive that and, and vice versa, my friend. Love you as well. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. This is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Thank you for listening to the Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV, for audio. Listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.